Fact, rumour, scrutiny, suggestion. The Huddle. Our huddlers this evening are Tim Beveridge, News Talk ZB host, and Jack Tame, News Talk ZB host, and also Q&A host. Hi, you two. Hello. Oh, Tim, do you care about Altrad? Uh, actually, I, not really. No, you be <laughs> honest. Trying to find a, you know, the, the other thing is it's worth maybe differentiating the action. I don't know how well we can do this, but the actions of the of the guy versus the company, and that's as in Tim. Are you trying to you're trying to differentiate between Mr. Altrad and Altrad Co? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, if the company itself had been engaged in dodgy stuff as opposed to him personally, then that'd be a far more difficult one for the rugby union. But it's just a question of. You know, it's a lot of money. I don't think they're going to walk away from it. I don't think the average punter really cares. No, Jack, do you care? Um, not especially. Mm. No, my, my, even my Jack. Well, uh, what the hell? here's the thing. Well, <laughs> there you are, guys. I'm not saying that I love corruption or anything. <laughs> I'm just, here's, here's the thing. When Altrad when first sponsored the All Blacks, I'm cautiously optimistic that I wasn't the only person listening right now who said, what the hell is Altrad? <laughs> I yeah. had absolutely no idea what the company was. Industrial services, great. What the hell are those? Like, um, yeah. But, 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 but Mike's quite right, I suppose, in that you could flip this on their head. Uh, you know, New Zealand rugby could flip this on its head and treat it as an opportunity and come out and say, you know what, actually, um, Mr. Alltrad is completely, you know, has acted in a way that's completely against the values that we uphold. And, you know, we're going to we're going to lose the sponsorship because um, the All Blacks are, you know, a brand that only wants to be associated with the right things. And so they could turn it into some sort of an opportunity. But given the sums that are on the table and um, the mm-hmm. state of the global economy at the moment, I'm not sure how enthusiastic New Zealand rugby is going to be back with the huddle. Jack, um, brave don't you think of Grant Robertson to jack up the, the fuel tax again? Uh, to hang on, to jack it up or to, to, to kill it? No, to jack it up. He's going to jack it up again for April. Jack up the fuel tax. Oh, sorry, okay, so, so as opposed to yeah, jacking up the tax cut. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is somewhat brave. I've just been looking at the, um, the, the Brent crude prices over the last year. So in March when um, they introduced that excise tax cut. It was at about 120 US dollars a barrel. Today it's at 75 dollars a barrel. So, so if the reason for the excise tax cut was because of the crazy price of oil, then it is somewhat hard to justify. But you know, it's it's going to come at a time heading into winter when interest rates are really starting to bite. We might be heading into that recession that I see Treasury is now forecasting, as well as the Reserve Bank. And a lot of Kiwis are going to be doing it tough, especially in an election year. I, I suppose you could frame it as a brave political decision, which is why he's tapering it off. But, you know, there will certainly be temptations, I'm sure, for, just to extend it that little bit longer. Yeah, Tim, brave, because um, it's because frankly, brave is a nice way of saying completely nuts, given what we just saw in the high air food today with the government's books. Do you think they're going to carry on with it, Tim? Do you reckon when it comes to, to making that final decision, they will carry on? Well, I think he's been he's been given a bit of a cushion because Christopher Luxon himself also said that the keeping the, the tax cut on was not sustainable and they were going to have to pare it back. But of course, I think Grant Robertson's on a hiding to nothing because um, people are still going to blame him because they look at what's in front of their eyes and who's yeah. putting the tax back on. And they'll see Labour. And he'll also lose the kudos for being brave about it in a way because Luxon got in early and said, yeah. well, you don't think it's sustainable. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, uh, but he's, he, I think that he'll bring it back on. I think probably the, the 50% and then, then making it up. But the thing, you know, the other thing, just a little thing, when they say that they're... They, uh, he talked about, I think the language was around, you know, we, we've been subsidising 
um, people. It's like, no, no, you're just been taking less of our money. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? This idea that no, I agree with you. we're giving you something. It's you're taking less. Let's get the language right. I totally agree with you. Couldn't agree with you more. Now, Jack, um, having a look at the books being open today, right? We, we, we see that the house prices, Treasury still thinks house prices are going to fall another 15%. A lot of economists say we're only halfway through that house price tumble. You just bought a place. Does that freak you out? Um, well, no, because I bought a place uh, anticipating that hopefully I won't be selling it for a couple of years. But I mean, mm. of course, I've, I've, I'm looking at my house and thinking, oh, if only I'd I waited another six months or eight months. But it's, mm. it's so funny how these forecasts change. <laughs> like when I bought a house or made a decision to buy a house in, say, July of this year, I, you know, I, I think I locked in a one-year mortgage rate at 4.75. And at the time, you know, the central bank economists were going, oh, yeah, that mortgage rate's peaking about there. <laughs> you know? uh, so it's, amazing. it's, amazing. Oh. it's amazing how quickly, oh, look, these things change. Fortunately, I've built a little bit of fat into the equation. Don't worry for me too much, guys. I'm one of these overpaid media... Um, really, yeah, Jack? Um, how, mu- how much are you paid? Oh, uh, uh, you know, money in fair words is my. Um, not oh, nearly yes. as much as you, Heather. Not nearly as much as you. Probably a anyway, dollar a uh, word, Jack. No, I, I think. Um, oh, God. That's a lot, by the way. Dollar a word. <laughs> anyway, let's move along. It's going to be tough, especially for people, you know, like first time buyers um, who came to the market when it was at its absolute hottest, signed up for those. Yep. rates for two or three years at a time, and they're going to be coming off them in the next few months. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Reserve Bank didn't end up going quite as high as they forecast, only because I think mm. we haven't felt the full weight of those rates yep. increases yet. Yeah, I think yeah, there's a I lot agree. of hot talk as well. Hey, Tim, do we care more? I mean, I was just I was reflecting on President Zelensky's speech earlier. Do we care more about forests than people? Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know Be honest, Tim. Think about it. I think we do. I actually think as a nation of people, we don't care all that much about the Ukrainians copping it hard, but we care about the environment. We're really worried about those forests, aren't we? Uh, look, no, I, I, well, I care deeply about what's going on in, in Ukraine. It's one of those things that I've sort of been focused on quite a bit over the years. So personally, uh, I, you know, I don't think it has to be an either-or situation. But um, you know, I did I did watch some of the speeches. I just watched some of the highlights, and God, I, I, quite a few of our politicians seem to be addressing their remarks for a domestic audience, and I yes. just looked so bloody provincial. God, thank yeah. God for Luxon's speech, which is a little bit more, you know, a bit more focused on the real issue. And congratulations to Time for making Zelensky person man of the year, rather than I was worried they were going to give it to Putin. <laughs> What? Jack, Jack, you have to give credit to Chris Luxon here, right? His speech was that he actually nailed it. It was the best speech of the day, apart no, from Zelensky's. Speak, yeah, no, well, yeah, he did, he did speak well. I mean, yeah, Zelensky has, um, you know, has run the perfect PR campaign this year. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting for a moment um, that Ukraine is default in, in any way with this war or anything like that. But he's been remarkable in the way he's been able to go around the world and rally support from world leaders. What an amazing historical figure. Like, yeah. So gone from being a TV, you know, comic to president to going through the whole Hunter Biden thing with Joe Trump, uh, with Donald Trump, to now finding himself mm. at war with Russia, a wartime president who's, you know, who has certainly won the the um, the PR battle um, throughout the conflict this year. Um, I, th- that being said, I do think um, I do think there's a risk people have kind of, um, you know, disaster fatigue, as they always do when it comes to the news. So having, you know, gentle reminders of the hardship that people in other parts of the world are facing right now is um, is really valuable. But, yeah, it's mm. some of the, some of the, 
Tim's totally right. Some of the some of the politicking, like like really the president. Come on, of, David of Seymour has very, has very little to do with New Zealand, relatively yeah. speaking. And you know, like turning things into domestic agendas does seem a yeah. little bit rich. I mean, David Seymour was particularly cynical today, wasn't he? Guys, appreciate it. That's our huddle this evening. Jack Tame, Tim Beveridge.